What's up? We are so not prepared to go live. We were supposed to go live in like 10 minutes, I guess, but oh well. Yeah, see, see what happened? Wow. Mom's playing around. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yikes. Okay. It's Sunday. It's a beautiful, breezy day. It's like you want to be sleeping in, or at least I do. Okay. You got to scoot over. You're well, like out of frame. I'm so comfortable. I know. But, uh, <laughs> we like eventually, if we're gonna keep doing this, I'm gonna give us a real setup with lighting and things because I hate like how. Well, turn the light on. Dark, I appear in the screen. It's like really strange to me. It's a talking this morning. Please relax. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. Everybody's going to hate me for one second. But like, I'm really going to say that, like, I do with my studio and I'm taking my little pictures, you know, for my, that's better. Yeah, for my traffic. On there. Wow, and I really need to do my hair. <laughs> it's true. It's how so we're back. We're sorry. We took a, um, I work in campaigns, and so Diane came to help me on on last week's Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. She did not have a good time, to say the least. No. You know, first of all, first of all, she had me come sit in a Krispy Kreme like I'm not following this keto diet. You know, I haven't had sugar in <laughs> over three weeks now, okay? Um, I'm dying. I'm dying a little bit every day. I'm sure I won't pour you some. I just like a little bit. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying. God, those don't like. I feel lots of make fresh donuts. Okay, it was hurtful. Mm-hmm. I didn't say I was there yesterday. Like I'm there like every week. I gotta, I, I really gotta tell you, they're really like, nice there. Like, shout out, yeah, like, they're really nice, like, and I, and I like the women candidates that I bring in, so they're like, oh, yeah, and they're like, you can get signatures here, like, okay, like, y'all need to understand, like, I have a real sugar problem, you know, like, I am my father's child, he is a sugar addict, you know, and oh, I'll be so wrong if I started eating those um, candy corns right now. I know I'm not gonna. Say, it's fine. I, I'm okay. But like, hold on for a second, guys. My forehead is like super shiny. I'm saying you saw me when we would go to the dollar store and I buy those sponge pack sponge pack cookies. I would eat that in one sitting, like oh no God. joke. No. Like I would lay down, watch Netflix, and just eat sponge stripe cookies, and it was like so happy to me, like. <laughs> Like, I love things about food. Sometimes food is very comforting. It is. For me, I've never been a food person like that. It's just that, you know, it's like energy. I'm, but I love sugar, too. I'm with you. I'm very much comforted by food. And it's very much uh, a reflection of the environment I grew up in. And, like, that's how everybody treated food, you know? Like, especially my dad. Um, he would always, he came home with candy for us, like, every day from work, like, a yeah, big man. bag of candy. He'd be, like, my parents really never forced us to eat vegetables um, or, like, really made vegetables. Like, my mom would make mixed veggies, put that in some rice with some cheese, and, like, that was vegetables. <laughs> like, so my mom's house. My mom's um, house, it was vegetables. Like, it was, like, vegetables, 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 and then, like, little pieces, portions of meat. So it was like mostly, and then she yeah. would always make like cornbread or some biscuits, something from scratch. So it was always, yeah, it must be like my parents grew right. up from like real poor, like dumb poor. Um, and so they never had like, well, my dad did on his side, like, but my mom definitely did it. Um, and the, my, the, the way my dad likes to eat 
is dressed. Like he will eat fried food every single day of the week. Um, Let me ask you this question. Like, I mean, because because we both are black, right? Uh huh. Um, you know, like when black people were slaves, yeah, we were often given the sloppy seconds, yeah, from the master's food, you yeah. know, yeah. So that's why we have soul food. People don't even know that's why we end up with soul food is because, you know, we had to take the the fat from the pig and fry up, you know, whatever. We wanted to fry up because there was no, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't get the same stuff that they got. Right. So we had the seconds. Do you think though, like, as black people have moved forward in time, do you think that that we eat the way we still do because we're we're poor, or is it because of the tradition that we grew up with? Um, a little of both, but also you have to, you have to also understand the science and chemistry of sugar and carbs. So. Um, like many people, like we know that black people and other brown people deal with systemic things, like deal with a lot of things that cause trauma, deal with a lot of things that cause stress. And like when we eat these sugar and these carbs, like they automatically light up a pleasure center in our, our brain. They encourage this release of dopamine, right? So sugar can work like the addiction of any other drug because it's like that's why you can sit on the couch and just eat chips mindlessly or eat things mindlessly because it's like it's serving some pleasure pleasure principle in your mind. Well, yeah, I know they they, they they've done a study where they said like eating food for some people is like having orgasms for other people. Right, right, exactly. But because because that's the nature of sugar in part. Like, they serve some pleasure for us. That's why we love donuts. We love fried things. We love those things. But also, like, we make community around food. Like, I just remember going to so many what they call fellowships, um, where there was, like, churches that, that, that were in the community would get together, um, and they would bring food. Um, whenever, like, my fondest memories growing up is always around my family and food, like there being a lot of us and us sharing food. Um, I love learning to cook from my dad. Like those are my, like some of my best memories, but all the stuff that he taught me to cook was like fatty, heavy, <laughs> fried stuff, you know, and it's like, it's not stuff I can really put into you every day. Like, oh my gosh, I love smothered potatoes. Like that's something my dad taught me to cook. Okay, yeah, you're making me <laughs> But it's like, that's what I remember. That's the and and oh my gosh, whenever my dad would make breakfast, it's always like these large things. So it's hard for me to just want to eat like sausage and eggs. Well, my dad would also have he would have stuff like grits and eggs and rice and biscuits and hash <laughs> browns and sausage. Like your plate is stacked. This is why I don't like body shame people too, because people don't understand that like some of some of this is an, an inherited thing. Yeah, you, you inherit it, and some people weren't raised to eat quote-unquote, healthy eating. Yeah, I definitely wasn't. So, and then people look at people, and they're like, oh, well, they're overweight. Their whole family's overweight. But if for the last past five generations, you've been given the master second, sloppy seconds, and you don't realize that that's what you're eating, and that's what you've been taught to eat, it always goes back to me about the education. How do you know when to do better if you're not educated? In yeah, because it's better? like, at this point, it's not even about the sloppy seconds. Well, in some regards, it is, because a lot of us still live in food deserts. But um, why don't you explain? Because a lot of people don't even know what a food desert is. So a food desert is like something that often plagues impoverished communities where it's just what stays in there is the food and liquor stores. 
on every corner. And you know that nothing in the food and looking store in the Dollar Trees also is processed food. Um, no fresh, there's yeah, no, no fresh there's food. no fresh food. There's no fresh veggies and stuff that like has chemicals in it to preserve its shelf life. Um, which we have learned that is not good for us. So a lot of us are in these food deserts where we we can't get the best food, and even when they do have produce in these sections, it's not the best. Because even we know at this Walmart, the produce is not as great as the Walmart two miles down off Indianapolis. I'm sorry, the produce is just better in the other one, and it's just two miles apart. But like the demographic is slightly different. Well, yeah, that's like about like the Aldi's, and that's the thing I don't understand though, right? Because the Aldi's down the street from us. It's like one of the best all. It's incredible, yeah. It's but like, like, but like, where yeah. in Lansing, Mississippi, is like where more white people well, are. Yeah. So like that, the produce in there is amazing compared to like the one that's um across the street from where the old Walmart was. Yeah. Like it's not as great. The one in Calumet City, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's one is in a white neighborhood because we where we live at is it's mostly. It's mostly white. white. Like, yeah. yeah. And then down the street from where we live at is a black neighborhood. Yeah. And and in that neighborhood the produce section is like horrible. Yeah. And even like the diaper section, like when I went to six diapers, the diaper section wasn't the same. It was it was different types of and I was like and it's like you said, it's down the street. And yeah. and this goes back to the thing though, it's like people being taught in these communities to do the right they're not, they're also It's like you're not being educated about it because, okay, I remember when I was 17 and I really wanted to make a commitment to losing weight and I started teaching myself about drinking water, teaching myself about fruits and vegetables. I mean, at this point in my life, I had to peel all the skin off an apple and cut it into little pieces mm-hmm. just to get myself to eat it. Like I was explore, ex- experimenting with kiwi and all these things and like that's also where like I was vegetarian before I made this commitment to lose weight, but that's when I started investing, like, the alternatives, you know, like, eating the veggie burgers. Um, Like, I really, really committed to teaching myself about it. So, like, I remember grilling asparagus, Mm, and my parents, was it that they argued over or Brussels sprouts? No, they argued over the asparagus. They were like, you try it first. No, you try it first. (laughs) Like, neither one of them wanted to try this damn asparagus. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that awesome string beans. So, like, how terrifying can it be? But it it wasn't an educational thing. Like, I had to teach myself to enjoy it. It's also, like, under like us learning about kale chips and parsnip chips like things that aren't potatoes you know like that's the number one consumed vegetable here in america and it's like not a really great vegetable at all um, well, potato, mostly I mean, fried. let's see and potatoes i mean essentially the history behind potatoes is it's a poor man's food they, uh-huh. they have to they have to eat that during the famine so they wouldn't starve right and so it's a poor man's food i mean and we live in the midwest and in the Midwest is known for meat and potatoes. It's the meat and potato capital of the world. That's what we eat here. I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much every meal. It's like what Those do you have? Really heavy plates. Yeah. And like I remember, meat um, potato and cheese. Like I mean, yeah, it's so close to Wisconsin. It's meat yeah, potato and cheese. Like I was watching the Cleveland show, and he was like, "We're it's like the two fat characters are like we're about to go to heaven," and they went to freaking Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> And it was just a bunch of shout out to Wisconsin. I love oh, Wisconsin. Oh my God, like yes. the kids are so good. Yes. I don't even have to them here anymore. I was there. I was looking for these mm-hmm. for so because this Walmart was out of them for weeks. Oh my gosh, because I didn't feel like going over to the other Walmart. <laughs> 
And guess what? Like, I tried the Slim Jim. What is it called? It's called Old Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Like, I tried my family in Wisconsin. I tried one of my friends. All of them were disgusting. Like, could not compare. What is this? I just want to read this. They could not compare. Oh, my God. Like, the the saturation fat levels in this. Like, I'm I'm on a low-carb. No, no. I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. I'm just like, look, look at this. Right, it's, it's high, it's high fat. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Take that and like everything. They're like, I had extra butter. I want to see what this. I had an avocado. <laughs> this is like a shitload of carbohydrates while I'm looking at that. Like, I don't even look at the label. I guess we yeah, should. Yeah, carbs is less than one gram, and like less than one gram of sugar. Yeah, this is something that I can eat. You know, like. And well, I know okay, you know, so you're, tell them, tell them what diet you're on. So I'm following the keto diet because as a woman who is pre-diabetic. Um, and diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, is studies have shown that, like, this is the most effective diet for me because, like, if you search PCOS and weight loss, you'll see a bunch of women complaining about not being able to lose weight, which, you know, most people are able to cut some calories and exercise three to four times a week, and they can drop weight. Women with PCOS do not experience the same. So, like, I was going to the gym two hours a day, really four days a week, and cutting calories, but I was not losing weight. So, like, for most of the year, I've been at 220 pounds. And let me say this. So, she said she's going to the gym. Like, she kicks my ass on the fucking treadmill. Like, she's, like, she's going hardcore, and and I, I have to work out, like, half the amount of time that she has to work out, and I lose twice as much weight as she yeah. does. And this is why I look at people, and this is why I'm so against body shaming again, is because, theoretically, she's in better shape than me, but people will assume that I'm in better shape than you. And that's not fair, and it's not right either, because, especially, like I said, she'll get to the gym a half an hour earlier than I would. <laughs> And I would work out for like 25 minutes and get one of 25 minute workout, and I'm like, I'm ready to go. And she's like, No, I have to stay here for another another half an hour because I need to. Yeah, I was lose really, extra, I you know? really like it's really like a goal of mine. Like I know I'm fit, but I was like, I want to see the pounds come off, and so I was like, Because okay, people what did you say it was called? Because I want to, I want to know. Like, what did you say it's called? You have what? Polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's something that, um, let's assume, like, one in ten women have it, uh, but most people go undiagnosed. Um, it's marked by irregular periods or absent periods, um, excess facial growth, um, weight that is stubborn around your middle, um, linked with depression, acne, hair loss, um, and I have, like, all those things. So I thought that you're going to start balding? Oh, no, I already started, like, years ago, my hair started thinning. That's why I'm on birth control, because the excess levels of androgens in my body causes the hair thinning. That's why men go bald, because, like, testosterone makes them bald. So those higher levels of androgens in my, in my body made my hair start thinning. Like, there's pictures I could show you of, like, my hair just blow dry, and it looks like it had been flat ironed, because it was, it was that thin. Um so, like, I figured that I got on, and my acne started getting really bad. Um, I had never dealt with... your face with, is, like, really starting to clear up a lot. Yeah, it has, like, a lot. This is, but, like, when right. I was 21-ish, my acne started getting horrible. And my hair started falling out. So, like, they fig- they figured, you know, okay, this is PCOS. You should be on birth control. And, like, that helped keep my hair thick. Like, my hair is gone. You see my hair. I had to find her in mine out. And mine is really big, but hers is, like, really, really it's big. like, mad voluminous. So, that's not something I can say a couple years ago. Um, 
So, so the keto diet is something that's supposed to keep my blood sugars down because, like, my body, whenever it gets that sugar, it's not like, what happens. What happens, like, if you, like, I mean, because you can't, I mean, eventually you're going to want to have kids and all that stuff. So uh-huh. what happens then? Like, what do you mean? Because you can't, yeah. Yeah, because you, I mean, you have to stop birth control to have kids. You can't. Right. So. That's where the keto diet steps in. So it's supposed to like help that that irregularity because mm-hmm. the number one thing they tell women with weight uh, with PCOS to do is to lose weight. If they lose weight, that's going to help regulate your period. <laughs> um, and like that ha- that helped with me help it helped once when I was younger. I I don't I don't know if I can say the same as an adult because I've never like tried it. But you just feel um, like the, the the thing that you have though causes you not to lose weight. So how do you right exactly? Right. So I, I a lot of that. women a lot of women get frustrated because they're like, what do I do? I can't lose the weight, but they tell me I need to lose weight in order to have kids. And so like a number of the that's why they prescribe this this keto diet, right? So it's eliminating the sugar and eliminating. Um, carbs that turn into sugar or to the wrong proteins that also turn into sugar, like the ones in those protein bars, the like glorified um, candy bars. <laughs> um, so you're going to have to say, is this diet a life? I mean, is it, this is a life-changing diet. It is, is a life-changing diet. Like and some, people have, some people choose to stay on it their whole lives. Like I was reading a story of a woman who's been on zero carbs for 10 years. And before this, she was saying that... That means no french fries, right? Oh, yeah, no french fries. Ooh, um, she was saying that um, before this, she was overweight, but she worked out, still didn't lose any weight. Um, but, like, that was, like, had these other issues. And as soon as she started this keto diet, um, she's, like, oh, my... She was, like, she's really thin. Like, look, she was in shape, really. Um, had three kids, no fertility issues. Um, and it looks great. And I was like, wow. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, they, they overprocess that food. I mean, like, like me, I can't eat the lunch meat in the packages. Uh-huh. I mean, literally, if I eat the lunch meat in the packages, my skin starts to bleed. Like, it's, I mean, literally, my, I was in the hospital as a kid because my mom was giving me the lunch meat in the pa- like most parents do. And when I ate the stuff, it was like the preservatives in it. And the doctor was like, well, she's, she's got a low tolerance for preservatives. So that's one of the things, like, I have to watch, like, when I eat yeah. stuff, I can't eat crap that has preserved. Because I'm like, and people laugh at me because I'm like, I can't eat oranges. <clears throat> that gets me really sick. You know, and that's because of the how they spray the, they, people don't understand, they're spraying stuff, right? And they're spraying stuff, right? So, like, I can't, I can't eat oranges anymore like that. Um, I can't. Like organic or no? <laughs> even, even the organic ones and stuff like that, I have to be careful. I can only have, like, a little bit of it because it'll still upset my stomach. So I have a sensitivity to that now. Um, and it's because of years of me eating the crappy, the stuff. And then everyone's like, eat more fruit, eat more vegetables. And I'm like, okay, I'm all for that. And right now, me and Diane was talking about it because I told her I was switching over. Um, most of the time, I just eat fish and, and chicken. And I told her I'm switching over to just being mostly just a vegetarian all the time. And, and and I was just telling her that. So it's like, it wasn't a big drastic thing for me to, you know, eat healthy, like they said, because that's how I was raised. But yeah. When you're allergic to things, like, I can't eat spinach. <clears throat> I can't eat spinach. I can't I'll eat spinach. Right oh. off the bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I was, too. But after I had sips, I started getting sick. So when people start body shaming people and they're like, well, you're not yeah. you're not eating healthy enough. You're not doing. 
people have, don't know. No, you people don't know. Yeah. Have different allergies or different bodies or what they can do. Or just like the number of football players who are like 300 pounds, but like they're premium athletes. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, bodies are incredible. And I think that's why I share my weight so much because I also think people don't look at me and think I'm over 200 pounds. Um, I'm down to 211 for the first time. Well, like I was there back in May, but then like I started eating over the summer like crazy because um, I was working like crazy. So the summer was wild. Um, but like I got back into the gym in August and like still the, the scale was not moving. Like my body slimmed out some, but I still definitely. And now I can't go to the gym because of politics anymore. <laughs> so let's go back to what we started with though. So. Diane came with me on last week, Sunday. Yeah, we were. Ta- I mean, like we were talking about food. Like <laughs> we got the food because we were talking about food. So yeah. So I work in campaigns. I do. I do. I run. I'm. I run. I try to run progressive female candidates, um, and get them elected to office. And so Diane was nice to come with me on on Sunday, and so um, my whole thing is that that. When I missed the show, and, I, and I'm apologizing, I guess it was me apologizing. When I missed the show, I'm sorry, because I am, I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, change and promoting change. I'm actually out there doing that, like, on a day-to-day basis. I'm actually trying to get people elected that can actually implement the things that we talk about on our show every week, because we, we realized a long time ago, and I mean, especially, I know you have too, is that we can talk about this stuff all we want to, but until we get people in office that can actually implement the things that we're 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 saying, like, hey, women need access to to better food. We need to lose the food desert. And if and if if we don't have people out there that are willing to participate in the election the election process and actually have those ideas and go forth and say, you know, there there's no way that the nearest grocery store should be two miles away from your house. And there's no public transportation. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's why what Amazon do, is doing is like wild. I mean, like it already has been because like so many people, like even in New York, where you know, like it's difficult to like travel to a lot of places to get fresh places. People are like, I got fresh produce in the mail, and like it looks amazing. You know, like it's you worth it. I have not, like, I'm, like, just reading the reviews, like, people will take pictures and read the reviews of people I follow that have used Amazon Fresh, and they're just, my like, neighbor gets it across the street from me, amazing. and she gets, um, she gets, what's the other one? It's another one. It's another one that is local to Chicago. I don't know, but she gets it, too, and she's, like, the produce, she's, like, because her schedule's so busy, she's, like, I don't have time to go to the store. Uh-huh. She's, like, I don't. She's, like, I come home. She's, like, I get on the train. I'm getting home. It's like seven o'clock at night. She's like, I'm dead ass tired. Period. Like, yeah. it's just they don't send you no BS. Like, you, it's not when you walk in. Like, uh, literally, when you walk in this Walmart, you have to pick through the stuff to yeah, see yeah. if there's anything that's like worth buying. Like, it's a lot of it's going what bad. Is, it's just there? I can't remember. I bought something there. And let me just say this: I hate shopping at Walmart, but like I tell people, like. There's no other grocery stores here. There's no other grocery stores, but I also have a thing where, like, I'm constantly price comparing to what I know it costs at Walmart and or Aldi's. Like, okay, so the so thing is, at Krispy Kreme, all, all this stuff is seasonal, though. Yeah, 
I went at my Krispy Kremes with you, right? And I walked over to Jules and I bought some almonds that day. Girl, they were like five dollars. So the almonds It was like five dollars. Wait, oh it was I and I the same one is at Walmart for three forty four. Yeah. Like and that that was their sale price of five dollars. This whole bag I bought for five dollars. I bought this whole bag for five dollars. Let, let me say this about Jules though too. Jules employees are union. So I'm gonna say that. So if that's the difference that I have to pay to pay for union stuff, I'm okay with that. That's just me. That's fair. That's fair. But also, Walmart doesn't have to exploit people. Like, no, no, Walmart doesn't have union employees and pay them more. The Walmart family gets a shitload of money. Oh my gosh! Like the six, the those six families combined owns more money than 41% of the country. Like, there's no way that they shouldn't be able to pay people and still not be able to wipe their ass with money. I mean, like, 41% of the country? You could shit on money for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could pay your employees $20 an hour. Like, I don't, I'm not one that. Walmart and, and, and European countries are mostly union, too. And so Walmart, like, it's possible. Walmart got ran up out of other countries for their shit ass policies. Walmart got ran the fuck up out of Germany because everybody fucks with Aldi so hard. Like the whole the whole concept of Aldi and everything. Walmart did not fare well there. And all by the way it is it is a, it's a German oh, And their food is and their and their employees get paid a fair wages here with benefits here. So I love it. Beautiful country. They have so many trees. They've invested in clean energy because, like, when I went there, there was hella like, you know, those windmill things that the, the wind turbines. The wind turbines. They were everywhere. Like, but it's just it smells so clean. The streets are beautiful. Okay, like, like Diane, you and, and guess what? I'm listening. I just want to know. Everybody now, college tuition is free for everyone, including international students. What the fuck are we still here yeah, for? I'm like, I'm like, don't tell a bitch that. Like, uh, wait, 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 wait. Does that include taking online classes? There's a listen, 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 listen. Because like me, I'm gonna be like, where do you go to school? That I don't even care. Somewhere in Deutschland, like for real. While we're up here being taxed, our premiums on our insurance is going the fuck into space right now because of our douchebag president. Like, Germany is out here killing the fucking game. Like, hey, guess what? People are humans. Let's give them free tuition. Like, let's join Australia in this. The Amazon Fresh is only in L.A. right now? No. I just, it just says only in L.A. No. It's also you, too. It's not in Chicago. You browse, it says you're browsing for a lot of I days. know, but it's not in Chicago. I'm no, kidding. because I know people in New York who ordered it. Okay, hold on. I'm going to type in, I'm going to type in a real city address because I typed in a suburban one. Let me see. Maybe they're here. Doing it, it wasn't here in Chicago. Oh, it is here in Chicago. Yeah. <gasps> Amazon, I'm ordering from you guys. Amazon to move a headquarters here, which is going to be awful. Awful, awful, awful. But Ron made a bid for No, really? And Eve mm. Ewing made a long thread about it. I need to look at my phone. Let me just say this. Amazon's already here, right? And l- let me not say Amazon is a great company because I know Amazon labor practices inside of their factory down the street from here has not been the greatest. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know too many people that have worked there and they were complaining that it's pretty much like slave labor. Mm-hmm. They are they are they are like mandated they have to work overtime hours and stuff like that. So it's like we have a lot of problems 
and, and no company is going to resolve all our problems. But I think what we can do is start looking at companies like, like Aldi's and what they're doing and say, like, how can we emulate some of these better, better um, practices, no, employee practices. They just won't do it, you know? Like, they also argue that that shit's not possible. Like, you can't regulate guns. Like, okay, but you regulate cars, so. You can't regulate, you can't regulate this, but you're trying to regulate my body, so. Well, and the funny thing is, they, like, they say they can't regulate guns. They say they can't regulate guns because, because they, they regulate, they regulate seatbelts in an office not having a seatbelt on, right? Which is a no risk to the public at all. Like it doesn't come you know, out the window down a dead end street to the public. It only causes harm to me. But you can't regulate a gun that can kill a couple hundred people. Exactly. But you just don't want to, you know. Um Yeah, so it says try Amazon Fresh. It says unlimited grocery delivery. So they deliver the stuff to your house? Yes. So who wants to explain Amazon? You want to explain Amazon Fresh? We're, we're explain Amazon Fresh and how this works. Um, so you just pick out the produce you want. They deliver it to your house, and it's like, you know, in a cool um, – you can be sure that it doesn't – oh, somebody – is that you who did that? No, that's not me. So, so you go on Amazon, right? And then you pick out. Okay, and let me say this: it's only in major cities. It looks like it's not everywhere right now. It says, skip the trip to the grocery store and spend more time doing the things you love with Amazon Fresh mm-hmm. Grocery Delivery Service. So you pretty much just so order. This is, this is what I usually look into. And like, she's one of my favorite followers. She's or okay, she's go ahead. That Chicago, he said that Chicago's ideal place for Amazon is just like, first of all, we broke as a joke. Illinois had the highest black unemployment rate in the country last year, and Amazon is not about to hire us. Um, they would attract outside people to move to Chicago and drive up rent even further, which we see has been happening. Right. Um, Amazon, what you said, like, there's Amazon being construction jobs. But first of all, there are construction jobs now. We have a major skills gap. Um, Chicago has one of the highest racial unemployment gaps in the country, so the Amazon will bring jobs. Same thing with them building these condos everywhere. It's not for the people living here. They're certainly building it for the rich folks to move in. Just well, like well, 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 can, we, can we be? Can we have a real conversation about that real fast? Because what she's saying is this, and and, and I hate to bust everybody's little the liberal bubble right now, but we need to talk about what Obama and Valerie Jarrett did with HUD in Chicago, and when they when they kicked all the black people out of the project, and they, with good intention, they said they were moving the black people out of the project. You remember this back in the day? They were moving them out of the project to fix it, and then they were supposed to move them what? Back in. No, that one will never happen. But that didn't happen. So when 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 that whole little crew moved all those people out, they never moved them back in. So she's a hundred percent right because now now what you have is these high rises that went up and these yeah. beautiful neighborhoods. I mean, like it's the same thing that's happening in Bronzeville right now. Like even with your friend, mm-hmm. like it was kind of kind of gross talking to him even about. I mean. Place. Like I got this, I'm I'm constantly renting out the floor to all these um, white people that come into the city and want to go to the concerts and things. You won't mention my phone. Um, no, no, <laughs> no, we won't. Um, but just like it's clearly 
still the hood in many, many respects, but it's changing. Like the rent is going up and it's going up fast. The friend wanted to rent me the two bedroom apartment with no kitchen in the bottom for 1000 a month. And he right. did rent that to a person for 1000 a month. Right. Like no kitchen. There's nothing down there. It's not fully furnished. Those, the bedrooms were like two, one of my bedrooms made up both of those bedrooms down there. Right. And, they, and that's the reality that we're living in right and, now. And, and that's what's happening. So that's saying, like, and more people move out, and more, I mean, like, if you bring something like that here, you're going to not, you're going to bring the people who are going to move into the city to, and it's going to drive up rent because they're like, oh, Amazon's paying so much money. Let's jack up the rent. And those, the rest of these places, like McDonald's and things, where we're really working is not paying us anything near that. It's just not enough. And so that's why. That's why I don't like, like this. This. this this call for $15 an hour is still bullshit. Like, you cannot, that's still under 30000 a year. Wait, wait, wait. Let me say this. Still, Let me say this about the minimum wage thing, right? People are so, like, stupid and ignorant about the facts about minimum wage, right? So I was talking to my play grandmother who lives across the street. When she was a teenager, she worked a full-time job. She was making $3 an hour, right? At $3 an hour, she was able to buy herself a brand-new Ford Mustang. Right. Hold on, wait. So if you take that same three dollars an hour, right, when she was making, right, and you you equate it for inflation and you raise it up, minimum wage is supposed to be thirty dollars an hour. So thirty dollars an hour is what you're supposed. And if they pay people thirty dollars an hour, right, which everybody's like, oh, that's astronomical. But I'm like, if you did it, if you did it forty years ago, if you did it fifty years ago, and you paid them minimum wage then and at the living wage rate. If you didn't think, why the hell can't we do it now? Because, okay, because this is, this is, we've said it before. You know, we've had this conversation before. When minimum wage was introduced, but who was it, Roosevelt? When it was, I don't remember which president it was, but I want to say it was him, somebody in the 60s, whatever. When it was introduced, fact check it. When it was introduced. I think it was FDR, though. When it was was, you know, like, even more of the evil that it was, and, like, men were still expected to take care of the whole house and the whole house working. What's the minimum that you can pay a man and he can still take care of his family? That was minimum wage. Right. Now, today, like, what's the minimum I can pay you before? Yeah, you know, it was FDR. I was yes. like, it's FDR. You know, with the today. <laughs> it was FDR. Today. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's wild, like, they're like, what's the minimum I can pay you without it being illegal? And that's, it's tragic because, as I was explaining to my students today, because I like, we were having a conversation about minimum wage, and I was like, you know, minimum wage in Illinois, in most places of the state, is still at 85. So, like, you cannot afford a two-bedroom apartment and take care of a family, much less take care of yourself on that amount of money. It's just not realistic. But like even McDonald's, <laughs> they like put out this trash infographic about how you could survive on that amount of money. And it's like, it's not realistic. Nobody can survive on minimum wage. And it's like, where are they eating? Where are you finding rent for $500? Like if you are, that means you're paying all the utilities separately. Right, so in Wisconsin, right? My cousin, my cousin's, my cousin's two bedroom apartment um, with the, well, I think it was two bathrooms in his apartment too. Um, was three twenty a month, right? And that's not Madison, Wisconsin. No, no, this is this Madison, Wisconsin. This is, Wisconsin. This what? is like this a is, studio ran you a thousand dollars. This is this is this is by um, 
we're not saying where my family lives in. This is up by Green Bay area. Yeah. Right. So it was it was three twenty, right? Yeah. Now he was making more than minimum wage here in Chicago, right? So he always had all this extra income, right? Now, you take the same apartment and move it down here. The same apartment in Chicago is going to cost you like $2,500 a month minimum, right? So no way in hell. Absolutely. No way in hell. And and they, now you're talking about a mom, right? And she has three kids. And that's the size apartment that she's going to need realistically with three kids. That's stretching it with three kids. Yeah. It's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment. Yeah. And you put that in Chicago, and you're talking about $2,500 a month for that apartment, right? Who in the hell working at McDonald's can afford that? It's like five times, that five times is about five amount. And then at this point, they don't want you to do any crime. They don't want you to do anything. They want you to go to school, build your way up out of this, right? They want you to take it low and slow while they take their private jets everywhere. And they don't understand the frustration. They don't understand the frustration that many people have. Um and it's, and this is what I was trying to explain to my kids, right? Because I was I'm trying to make them um, get invested in leadership and changing things, okay. right? So um, I was showing them the videos of the kids protesting the 95 million dollars that Rom has allocated to building a new cop academy here um, in Chicago. And the reason why these students are protesting is because Rom closed down over 50 schools and six six of those um of our uh, trauma centers. He closed down six trauma centers and 50 schools and said because there was no money. Um, and so these students are on the train and they're just, they're protesting and they're just like, where does this money for 95 million come from if you you argue that you closed down these schools because there was no money, right? And if there is 95 million, why are you not investing it in paying our teachers, right? Because the teachers have been going on strike this for the like past few years. Home, but let me say this. Wait, I, the teachers have been going on protests for the past few years for the lack of contract and the lack of them being paid adequate money, right? So, like, where where is this 95 million? Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you where it's at, right? So since I do this for a living, I'm going to explain to you how 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 they come up with money, right? Oh, I know. So no, I'm going to tell you, right? So really, what it is is that when they, when we do budgets, right, in politics, we we use the previous year's budget to do it, right? Right. So what ends up happening is, and no one ever does this, is they don't ever take out the people that got fired or the positions that they no longer need or, you know, they don't take them out the budget. Mm -hmm. So if you keep doing the previous year's budget, if you go through the budget, sometimes you can find, and this is how they find, they quote unquote find money. It's not that they're finding money. The money's always been there. Yeah, right it's now. just that it's not, have, it hasn't ever been reallocated. So they might've cut a thousand jobs from 1950, right? But they, they never showed that on the books that they cut those jobs. So those jobs are still... No, no, no. I'm saying, no, I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. He did that too. But on the book, it's still saying that those schools are still getting money and they're getting paid. So they never show that shit on the book. So it's never, it's never like, and it's the same thing here in Cook County. When they said that soda tax, like part of, it was repealed. Yeah, it got repealed. Part of my job is, and this is why I laugh when people argue with me on Facebook about politics and stuff like that. Part of my job is for me to go through budgets, past your budgets. And look at them and say, okay, well, they didn't allocate the money, reallocate this money. It's still sitting over here in this fund. Why is it still sitting over here in this fund? Why hasn't like $50,000 been reallocated over to, let's say, 
fund B like it was supposed to? And why is there another $100 million sitting in fund C that needs to get reallocated to fund B? And just because, like, at the end of the day, they can't, they can't hide their obvious negligence, their obvious racism of, against these kids. Like, it is a violence to deprive a student of education. It is a violence to deprive them of food and nutrition. It's a violence to deprive a student of opportunity. And this is constantly what they do. And it's just not fair to these students because, like, they write them off. They say that they're, that they, that they're not worth investing in. And it's the wrong way to look at raising children. Like, children don't come out the womb like knowing to stay determined, knowing to avoid trouble, knowing to um, knowing what they have to pursue. They don't. This is something I you think have that's to why you had a problem with my candidate last week because of, of the stuff that you were like, you felt like, hey, they're not speaking towards my issues. Like you're not speaking about what's important to me and, and the things going on in my neighborhood. It's no, it's not knowing how to invest in a community. And it's all it always starts at kids. It always, always, always starts at kids. If you, if you want to stop violence, if you want to stop criminals, if you want to stop gangbanging, if you want to stop all of that shit, you have to stop with the kids. Because the adults, they've made their decisions. They've made their choices. This is who they are. It is much, much easier to work in prevention. Any doctor will tell you this shit. It is much easier to prevent than it is to work with, to, to try to solve an issue. You cannot rehabilitate these men by putting them in minimum wage jobs and telling them to be happy with that shit. You cannot do it, okay? I'm not going from making over $1,000 a week to making pennies, pennies on a dollar because of working somebody. I, mean, I, think I, I, I don't really want to post Tupac, but I think he, he said it best. I'm trying to turn make a dollar out of 15 cents. Like, I'm not going to do it. And you talk about doing that. Only one, to do it. But there's only one way that we all know that you can make, turn turn 15 cents into a dollar. And, yeah. it's, not, yeah. and it's not legal. And it's not. But here's the thing. If there's anything my finance class has taught me on finance and new ventures, is that white men go through so many fucking schemes to get you out of your dollar. I mean, I'm talking about multipliers on the loan. I'm talking about all the different ways that they try to, when you're raising capital for these, Series A, Series B, and all these things, you have to watch out for so many loopholes that these people come up with to scam you out of your money and out of your business. Well, here we talked about, we, I mean, we even talked about it with the founders of McDonald's or the, the cookies. We talked about it time and time and time again. The number of people who were scammed out of their shit. We all know the story about TLC. We all know how they ended up broke as fuck, even though they were on top of the world, the number one girls group in the world. We all know this. But they'll, they'll look down on your hustle, on the way that you scam around people. You talk about, let's go back to Amazon because. The other admin said on it, um, one of the admins that admin the page said, um, Amazon workers walk 11 miles a day and pick up yeah. and, and order thir- every 30 se- every 33 seconds. Yes. Yeah. And then they said that they hired through temp agencies. And I know for a fact they do because um, one of the temp agencies that we have to use in politics uh-huh. um, they hire they hire through them, right? Oh, no. yeah. And and here's the thing, this tip agency that I use, and this is why I stopped using them, um, is we were paying we were paying a temp agency twenty dollars an hour, mm-hmm. right? And then I found out the employees there, guess how much they were getting paid? Mm-hmm. Half of the money. Bitch, no, we're not using you no more. 
Like, no. Like, we are, like, I mean, when I say I'm running progressive candidates, and I had told the lady when I hired, I said, well, I think that um, we want to make sure everybody's making $15 an hour minimum. I like, because we are the Democratic Party, and we tout that's our thing, $15 an hour minimum wage for everybody. And so when I found out that they were only making $10 an hour, to say I was heated was to say the least. I mean, that's what I mean. But, like, they find so many legal loopholes. I mean, I remember talking about how Walmart in one southern place of the country was paying their employees in vouchers just to spend back at Walmart. Like they weren't what even giving they weren't even giving them money, okay? You, like I don't know if you know the story. Like so, Pullman used to do that here in Chicago. We had okay. So at one point, it was a man named Pullman, and he literally ran the whole pretty much the city of Chicago. And even right now, his building still stands in Chicago. He, his um the row houses in Pullman still stand. They're some of the most beautiful row houses in the country. Mm-hmm. But Pullman used to pay people that way. He used to work for Pullman. And he used to pay you in Pullman dollars, vouchers, Pullman voucher dollars, and used to spend them at the Pullman store. And that, and that, and I totally agree with you because if any other corporation, or if I did that to my employees and said, "Hey, I own this grocery store, you have to spend your money back here," I would have the federal government at my door. But since it's Walmart, it's okay. I mean, this is—I mean, they got in trouble for it. I'm sure they were fine when they found out about it. But so many. I'm saying so many corporations, we saw what happened with Wells Fargo, with the number of them faking accounts just so they could get the bonuses. We saw how deep that went. We saw how many, I mean, like these, so many businesses have been found out on guilty criminal shit, but none of that. White men have never been criminalized, have never been called thugs, have never been done. That. I mean, like the wolf of Wall Street got huge and all that shit was about a white man scamming people out of money like that was the whole shit but they loved that even though the Italian masters they say they call us criminals they call us thugs but all we're doing is what the what what these other white men from europe have been doing for years but since we're not from these countries we're it's, a, it's, a different crime. it's a different time i mean like we we, we see what's happened with the shooters we know that had it been a black or brown person, especially a Muslim person, had that been a, we would still be talking about those 59 people murdered. We would still be talking about them like they deserve to still be talked about. Mm-hmm. But because it was a white man, because it was a white man, we didn't hear about a it. A white millionaire. Right. And then there was another man, not too long ago, I mean, like a couple of days ago, who was just planning a bombing and was arrested, like, but because they were white men, we're not hearing anything. It's not called terrorism. Right, we're not saying we're not we're not making a per- because these are the men. I mean, the people who run the media, the people who make the articles, it's nothing but fucking white I men. I think right now, though, I think people are starting to wake up. I'm sorry, and I think I think and I think this is the honor, you know, like Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr and Snapchat and all these other social media platforms. I think this is the consequence of having those, and I don't think they I don't think they do that was going to be a consequence that. All of this stuff is going to come out, like all the systemic racism and classism. But like the number of like bots on Twitter, I mean, they just got one that was like Crystal One Johnson that was a a Russian made account, followed by like over 57,000 other black people, like just Russian fans just sitting in the mix of things. I mean, like just crazy amount of things or how the number of Russian made profiles on Facebook or those the Russian made ads that ran on Facebook. I mean, like those are just things we didn't think would be a consequence of 
having social media, I also think that you're right that it's doing a lot to educate us because I always talk about how I learned how to be a better person from being on Tumblr and reading on Tumblr. I think Tumblr is like the most lit, like... Tumblr, Tumblr is like, I don't care. You're going to get the best education. And let me just tell you, on Tumblr, it's, it's not even going to be like, you think it's going to be like some wise older person. It's going to no, be like this 15, it's going to be like it's a 15 or 16-year-old that's going to take you to school and, yeah. and, and give you some profound, like, higher learning education. Matter of fact, and also also on Instagram, there's a group, I can't even remember the name of the page, and my phone is doing this right now, but there's a group of kids on Instagram that are feminists that will blow your mind back. I mean, and they're talking about social revolutions and all kinds of just like, yes, girls, get it. my mind of the things about gender expression and sexuality expression, things I just never thought about or thought were possible or could coexist together, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're, they're making these statements that, like, no, it is very possible to be a femme and this masculine, to be, like, masculine in this sense, to explore my sexuality. Like, just the number of things, the discussions that they're having, I mean, the number of people who are down to condemn beating children now, which was not, I mean, like, so many of us, like, spend time making jokes about being whooped by our parents, but, like, now everybody's like, no, that's, that's fucked up. You really shouldn't hit a child. If you're talking about... Hold on for a second. I'll post the name. I don't know the name of the group, and I'll post the name. Um, but there's the number of people... I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> People that said you shouldn't be the child, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not a discussion that I would have heard a few years ago. I don't know why people beat their children. Like, I, I like, like, like that's like the last thing I want to do is spank my kids. Like, like, this line between, you know, what parents can do to a child and what another adult can't. And it's like, no, either way, it's bad conflict management, right? You cannot tell a child, no, you cannot lash out at another child. You can't fight another child. You can't do this. But I'm going to be angry. Like, that's not the way that you demonstrate things. It's the same way I feel about how police interact with people. Like, you wouldn't want nobody disrespecting you and calling you out your name and pushing you around and throwing you on the ground. Your finance thing is going to come out, too. But because you feel like these people ought to be beneath you, that's how you treat them. And it's like, you wouldn't want to be treated like that. And it's like, I know as working with kids all the time, like working in this environment, I cannot hit my kids, nor should I want to, right? But also encourage me to find different ways to relate to children who are misbehaving, right? So, like, one of my students on Friday, he just, oh, my gosh, made himself, can't stop jumping around, can't stop moving, can't sit in this seat. I said, okay, you got to sit right here for a while. And one of the other kids left, he, he sat after he cleaned with us. Hold on. I totally jacked this shit. Gonna kill me. What's he do? Like so, okay. So just let you guys know, like at the same time while we're filming live on Facebook, we also are filming on the podcast thing. I wasn't connected, but it says start your show. I, I know what it said. It wasn't connected. Anyways, yeah. So I agree with you when it comes down to beating children. Like it's just, it's just understandable. Okay, well, it says I'm not, but okay. that's strange. No, I am. No, it is. It's okay. Bad. So I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm glad that more people are having a conversation about it because a lo- a lot of children just want to know that they can trust you, um, and 
And so, yeah, I don't know. We didn't do this show last week, but I know we had a conversation about this last week. Oh, it was. I was talking about this guy I was talking to, and he was really upset that the mother was choosing not to be active in the kids' lives. He had, oh, total, he custody. had total custody of them. Um, and he he's, like, really upset about it. And he was saying that, like, it's bogus that she doesn't want to be in their lives. And I was like, you know, it kind of comes off like you're saying this is worse than a man choosing not to be in his kids' lives. And he was really arguing that. And I'm like, you're only saying that because so many men option out on taking care of their kids that you treat it as a norm and hold women to a higher standard saying that they should want to be in their kids' lives. You're also using the gender difference between yourself and your children as, as an excuse to why you can't be a good parent. They, like, aren't worried about gender as much as you're worried about, oh, my girls need their mother. No, they need a parent they can trust. Well, here's right. my thing with this whole thing, right? Like, oh, you know, you need a mom, you need a dad. What about the kids that are raised by gay couples? Right. And, but this is also what I was trying to tell right. her. I was like, those kids turn out perfectly fine, fine, perfectly, you know, quote unquote normal. A lot of people, a lot of people are raised to believe that they missed out on something because the paternal parent was not there. And I totally understand that 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 feeling and that belief, right? Because people want to know who they, who they are biologically linked to. They do. That's an innate desire. I'm not here to shit on that, but about is that like there's still so many other people who are there to offer you love and nurturing and that you don't have that doesn't mean that you missed out on some that paternal person was there because there were always other people who were there to love you and give you nurture and support and you also have to remember just because they're your parent or does not mean that they would ultimately be good to you because plenty of us had fucked up parents in our lives and here's the other thing like i know that i know i heard one guy say well who's going to teach the girls about her period and i'm like fucking turn on a youtube video (laughs) many kids especially in this day and age turn to youtube to learn things about it but it's it's not that big of a deal i said stop gendering it so much it's not you know how a period works it's not know how the 28 cycle works 28 day cycle works you know what i'm saying like you get prepared every 28 days you know it's like but like it's not you can learn about the corpus luteum you can learn about the labia majora minor you can learn about intuitive the you know the vulva you can learn all of these things and a doctor over here (laughs) i'm telling you i know that you can you can do these things there's nothing about your gender that says that you can't and i'm saying like you taking these, he would take these tactics with them, telling them to man up, don't cry about this, like seeing that they feel bad, their mother doesn't want to be involved. And I said, that's the wrong thing to say to a child. Let them feel that shit, let them be in that shit, but tell them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you recognize something that they like to do. If they like to draw, go get them some artwork, go get them some books to draw in so they have something constructive to do with missing their mother with her, with her absence. Let them work into that, like, trust or ask them if they want to talk to somebody, to a therapist. Don't turn it away. Don't let the person who did that, it's not healthy. Like, you you need to work through those things. I was writing at that age. That paid my way to college. But see, that's what I told you, too. I said, I said, like, instead of bringing up the mom and stuff in the situation. I was like, they need a creative outlet. Whether it's sports, art, whatever. You know, whatever. I, I, 
I started writing at that age and that paid my way through college. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, and help them invest in something that they like to do to do something constructive with that pain that they're feeling because you just can't sweep that under the rug. That's not some man up shit, okay? Like, it's just not. I can see, if, you know, they fall, they scrape and fall themselves so and say, okay, it's all right, you're okay. You're fine, go about your day. That's some man up shit. But some feelings about your mother being business, like that's not some man up shit. This week about that, like, like they were talking about the pick that was going around, and they were like, you know, they say like strong like balls, and then they call a guy a pussy, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, strong like balls, they're like balls are one of the weakest parts of it, you know, the men's body. Yeah, so they were like strong like balls, and they're like you're a pussy when you're weak. They're like, don't you mean that should be the other way around? And I'm like, but why does our body parts? And this is what I said. I was like, but why does our body parts have to be? Denigrated, period. Like, why can't why can't we just say pussy came out of No, no, I'm saying this. I'm saying why can't we just say, you know, just be be stronger. That's true. Without without actually identifying a a, a sex, not even a gender, just sex organs. Because again, I think the sex organs are not necessarily your gender. It's just Mm. like why why do we have to? Everything has to be attached to a sex organ. It's like, why can't we think, but I'm, I'm saying like, um, I don't know. I don't know why people do that, but it gets so irritating that, to me, though. It's I think like, that it evolved with language when we started calling vagina pussy, that we started understanding we just uh, uh, thought that it was about the vagina when it came out of the word pussillanimous, which means cowardly. Um, and again, why is a vagina considered to be cowardly? But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, it started with the thing. actual word pusillanimous. When we started calling vagina pussy, that's when we started thinking, like, oh, then it must also be weak because we were already saying pussy for weak. We were saying pussy for weak long before we were calling vagina pussy. Like, it was in, in Shakespeare's day, it was called a winking eye. <laughs> like it was, it was. I guess it does wink sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, if you guys want to call in, I guess because like, I guess we've been bad at doing our jobs and stuff because we just talk all the time. Is the numbers are three four seven nine three four zero one eight five. Again, the numbers three four seven nine three four zero one eight five. And then also, Monica told me I have to mention the sponsors. So we have Fresh Book, Zip Park, and Advanced Auto Parts. So. Yeah. I'm into the sponsor's name. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to play some clips or something like that, but I always forget to do it. So I'm just like, you know, I'll mention them. Um Why don't you just tell me and I can like set timers throughout the show? Because you know, it interrupts the flow of our show. And this is what I'm saying. Like, why can't we just play the stuff at the pre show at the beginning and then play it at the end and then it'll be done? Like that way it doesn't mess up the flow of our show. I mean, like, I'm okay with also holding up signs or putting something at the bottom of the screen, you know. But let's be honest and stuff like that. Most of our people that are viewing our show are poor people, and they don't have money to, you know, to allocate to um, Zipcar, Advanced Auto Parts, or FreshBooks. Oh, yeah. What's FreshBooks? Show Fre- me more. FreshBooks is a county software that you use to do business stuff. Well, I really thought that was about thrifty books. I'm <laughs> no. disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I love FreshBooks. So, no, I, I mean, mean, I mean, like, and I don't. Like, my whole thing is that I know we need corporate sponsorships to, you know, to get better equipment so we can do a yeah, better show. Yeah, hurts a lot, and, you know, bash men a lot, so. Good luck on that. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm watching a girlfriend's guide to, um, to divorce. Like, that's one of my favorite shows right now. 
and I was catching up. So I think I'm on season, whatever the season they ended it with, right? And they have a feminist website, right? And the feminist website has nothing but female sponsorship, and they didn't go to any corporate sponsors. And I'm like, I so want to do that for 3WS. Really cool. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm going to talk to you off air about that. But I think that since we're talking about it now is that we should talk about, like, getting female sponsorships because, honestly, we do need better equipment. I want to set up a table over there with lights. Like, we've already got the white background. I can put up a white sheet to make it more professional. And, like, set up... I did, but so we can do a real studio and get some real lighting and real stuff. But all of this is gonna cost I'm us money. That will work over there. Like I, you see me put up the photos tonight for the camera. I know how to. Look, I'm down for whatever, but I'm just saying, like, I just want to get some, you know, some better equipment. And I'm not talking about like super expensive I mean, shit. I do that shit with death lamps. So, do you really want a death lamp illuminating your face? But oh, yeah, know. Saying, like, as a start. No, oh, yeah, we don't have no real money right over here. I don't even want to spend the money on the LLC. I'm like, I thought we were going to have one every day. Like, girl. <laughs> I have to have the LLC. We got to do an attitude. But you know, yeah, you're doing so. And then we also have, also, you know, we need to start a nonprofit too because I want to really turn 3W up into a nonprofit and actually, like, give away, like, um, period cups because I think period cups are the greatest invention ever. And I want people to just I want them. I want to do that. I want to get period cups for 3WF, and I want it to be like 3WF period cups, and I want to give them to girls and 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 boys that need period cups, yeah, and I want to give them out to people. Yeah, that that's really important, especially like girls on the reservation. I'm talking um, girls and boys. Girls and boys both need period cups, and I want to give period cups out. Let me tell you, I have okay, a period I cup. that, but I'm talking about particularly in places where period products are missing, and so girls miss out on school because they don't have period products. That is particularly an issue on the on reservations. It is particularly an issue in lower economic uh, neighborhoods. Yeah, period cups are bomb. Oh, my gosh. Have you had a tampon from the dollar store? They're awful. No, I use period cups. I bought a period cup. But I'm just saying, like, the the shit that's available for a dollar or for free is awful. That's why what I've done uh, fundraisers with my friend, uh, or we've done those food drives when we donated Mm -hmm. to Chelsea. We also raised a bunch of uh, money for feminine products. Oh, God, speaking of which, um, I was supposed to say this for Juan, because Juan is getting care packages together to go to Puerto Rico, speaking of feminine products. Um, so if you guys would like to donate to 3WF, um, I will post the the um, the PayPal link for Juan. And what Juan what Juan is doing is is that they're actually buying the stuff and shipping it directly to Puerto Rico to the communities that need it. Juan has family down down there, and so they have limited um, what do you want to call it? roads that they can travel and stuff. But either way it goes, they're they're pretty much like handing these things off to communities directly that need the products and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure period products. They need period baby stuff. So if, sure. so if you're in Chicago, we can come pick I know a lot of you guys aren't in Chicago, that's what I'm saying. If you're in Chicago, we can come pick it up, no matter if you're on the north side. Diane's always on the north side all the time. I have people out west that can come get it from the west side. I'm on the southeast side. So if you guys are in southeast, I'll come get it from you. And if you're like in northwest Indiana we definitely pick it up from you guys too as well. But we're trying to get stuff to Puerto Rico. I don't care what the news are telling you, but these people literally still do not have shit. Like literally, no BSing. They're they're like the power generators and all that other stuff. So if you guys wanna if you guys wanna donate, <laughs> donate to Puerto Rico and, and help out, you know, 
Um, I do plan on trying to get a whole bunch of um, period cups and trying to send them down there. My, that's my goal is to get a whole bunch of them because I keep emphasizing that period cups should be freaking, they should be like, they should just be readily available. Like period cups are awesome and they shouldn't cost like 30, 40 bucks for one cup. It should be like five to 10 bucks for a new cup and that's it. And then that cup, I mean, literally that cup can last 10 years. That's why they try to charge so much for it because yeah. the frequency in buying is it's not even up. You, I mean, once you sell it to a customer, you're gonna run out of customers. Like there's only so many girls starting period. But you know what? That I mean, I'm not saying it's right. That's just how people think but about it. But you know it. what? Like if, even if you like, because me, like for me, once a year I replace it, right? So once a year it's getting replaced. That's me. Most women are gonna replace theirs once a year. And and if you think about that, if you charge ten dollars once, you know what I'm saying, and every year, I mean every yeah, month, then yeah, they should say replace a year, but they didn't. They put it as it can last up to ten years, and, and so, it can. I mean, because ultimately the idea of a period cup is that you're trying to reduce the amount of waste right. um, in landfills because well, diapers and tampons so, are not. Um, I put mine in recycling. Are not biodegradable, but I'm hope you know I'm hoping in the near future we really, really take it seriously that we need biodegradable products and everything. Because you see that Jaden Smith has a water bottle company where like the uh, the cap is made out of plant-based plastic mm-hmm. and the bottle is like cardboard. Um, but he's like hoping that in the future he creates a lot more companies that are produce biodegradable products because we just have all these landfills, all this stuff with trash. We have like trash floating in the middle of the ocean. We have trash floating around the planet. That trash that's floating in the middle of the ocean is the size of Texas. Yeah, it's huge. Um, And it's disgusting. I mean, like that's the shit that's, if we're eating fish, that's the shit that's affecting our goddamn fish. You know what I'm saying? Like all our trash because we don't know how to recycle. Like I'm just one person, but I've got a closet, a, a box in my closet that I recycle. I collect my bottles over the month. Yeah, I and all I my them, stuff. My stuff goes straight. Like, my recycling actually, my my recycling is actually, I recycle. I have more recycling than I actually have of garbage. Yeah. Most of our stuff is recyclable. recyclable. So we have and more of that. that and the crazy thing is, they only pick up the recycling twice a month here, which I think is total bullshit. Like, I need to pick up my garbage twice a month. This is why I want, um, I really, really want to invest in that idea. We'll talk about it. But anyway, um, I really just think it's on us to start taking seriously that, you know, the stuff that we're producing is not sustainable and it's, not going to give us a secure future and we need to stop opponing the dollar over future generations we need to stop doing that Star Trek, but, no one's but you know that's what happens here and you know it's not good we we need a change we definitely do and a lot of millennials and the generations under us are desperately trying to get the folks at the top to pull their head out of the asses long enough to understand shit has changed and everything they thought was true was a fucking lie Okay, like, <laughs> everything they like, uh, in the 50s, you motherfuckers thought you could smoke cigarettes while pregnant. Okay, so I don't want to hear a good goddamn thing a motherfucker from the 50s got to say. Everything you assholes thought was wrong, like everything you thought went into the diet, everything like you thought about education and raising children, it was wrong. The everything, the way you thought about capitalism, wrong. All of it, goddamn wrong. And so it is time for us to change. The only thing it is is a better watering system, but it wasn't. It's, it's it the was worst. It was worse. Oh my God. Oh, it said pretty much we got to go, guys. Yeah, it's been we've been talking for a while.
All right. <laughs> I guess we'll do this next week, too, right? Yeah, yeah we're back next yeah. week. I have to go back to work after this. Yay for me. Not really. All right, guys. Um, It's been real, and we'll, we'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye.